Biden's desperate for a new Iran deal, and energy policy could soon be used to limit our freedom. I'm Greg Corumbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day, and lots of laughs, too. Follow the Three Martini Lunch wherever you get your podcasts. Caltech Innovation is back-to-back. You've heard me talk about Caltech's P50 pistol. Now here comes the new 9mm P15 carry pistol. Quality engineered, the 9mm P15 carry pistol is the lightest, thinnest of its kind and Caltech's first striker fire handgun. And as another first, the P15s feature a totally unique patent-pending 15-round extended magazine. Now other features include ambidextrous grip, safety, reversible mag release, and the hybrid fiber optic night sights with full adjustable rear that all comes standard it's from Keltech, inventors of subcompact polymer and now metal handguns the p15's gator grip texture on the polymer version increases stability and makes for easy accurate handling while the all metal version offers comfortable but positive traction and a really beautiful wood grip panel the p15 is the dependable firepower you need to secure your world see the new nine millimeter p15 first up close and personal at keltechweapons.com that's k-e-l-t-e-c weapons.com Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. Uh, You know, we also were able to make it cheaper to get an electric vehicle if you want to save money on gas. I love saving money on gas by spending uh, $56,000, actually $60,000 on an EV. Minimum. And then when the battery has to be replaced. It's a $30,000 repair. Sidebar. So I got to tell you this story. So I'm thinking about trading my car in and I want, I basically was telling, you know, the people we were talking to, what eats the most gas? That's how you gauge it? Yeah. I'm like, what's the most offensive thing I can drive? (laughs) And my husband saw uh, the electric Hummer and I have heard nothing. It's like him and this car, this whatever it is, became best friends. I won't allow an EV in my house. I Look, if the United States, if again, I'm going to say this if you're just joining me, I don't hate EVs. I hate the virtue signaling about it. And also, I just don't think that we have the infrastructure to support it. And that needs to happen without government manipulation. There you go. But he's like, well, you know, it goes sideways. Does it go ludicrous speed too? It goes plaid. I'm trying to think. Now, stop. I can hear the husbands out there. I literally hear all the husbands and boyfriends out there right now going, well, you know, trying to justify that. I can hear you. Maybe a couple of you ladies. But I'm like, well, what point am I going to need to go sideways? Like that? Parallel parking. No, Kane. Although that would actually be fun. But that, you know. Parallel park. I can parallel park just fine. I can parallel park better than I can pull into a regular parking spot. I have no idea why. I see. I've seen it. And you are correct. Can't seen it. I'm literally, I'm two moves. Vroom, yep, boom, vroom. boom. That's it. You are Anything. master parallel parker. But heaven forbid I have to pull into a regular parking spot. Hide your, hide your kids, hide your families, because I'll end up catching something on fire. But yeah, it would be cool to pull up next to a spot you're going to parallel park in and just, you know, you, you know how it is whenever you pull in, especially like in places like New York and downtown areas of, of mar- major cities, when you go to, you have to pull past the spot, right? And mm-hmm. then you pull in reverse into the parallel spot, but then someone else takes it by mm-hmm. just pulling into it frontwards. <laughs> but all you do is pull up next to that spot, turn on your sideways Hummer, and slide right into that parking spot. I think it's a pretty, uh, pretty good idea. It's the trick four-wheel steering system. 
Apparently, they had the modular, GM had uh, worked with NASA and they developed the modular robotic vehicle, MRV for short. It looks like a glorified uh, Zamboni. I got to I got to put this in. Hold up. I got to put this in here. So so I I was telling, you know, the card folks. I'm like, I what eats the most gas? I want something that basically is a giant middle finger with wheels. And I want it to be loud and obnoxious. I want people to think when I'm pulling up that I am like a 70-year-old man having a midlife crisis. <laughs> That's what I want it to sound like. And then I want people to almost pass out in fear from the realization that it's a woman driver of a vehicle that can go fast. That's what I want. So anyway, he was telling me, yeah, this electric Hummer, because it goes sideways. And it's because the Hummer, apparently, this is the worst headline. Uh, someone was asking if the Hummer's going to be reborn as an electric only brand, and I could just die. Like, just, we're smod. Stop it. <sighs> and they, it, the Hummer uh, HX comes back to life as a rugged electric off-road SUV. You know, because nothing says off-road like taking your EV out into the desert and then where all the charging cables. Are. What are you going to do? Uh, I was, I, that's why I had to laugh when you had What's-Her-Face, the uh, Ronald McDonald's sister. What's-Her-Face, the comic, oh, Kathy McDonald. Griffin, yeah, Kathy Griffin. Griffin. Uh, her, same thing. She was saying that she was, had tweeted that she, you know, you win a civil war, you got one or something and then accused everybody else of doing it. I'm like, how are, look, first off, I am, I do not take any of these people seriously. I do not take you seriously. We're talking about people who get upset over pancake mix and they would have to stop and charge their damn EV every half hour on their way to the Civil War. Here I am, I'm going to the Civil War. I'm going to stop and cry about my pancake mix first. I'm going to charge my vehicle. I'm a little late to the Civil War, guys. It sounds like an adult swim show. <laughs> But this this Hummer though, <laughs> can you you just want to drive side? It's like a crab. I just it's not I worth do it to me. Check it out. I do. I would like to check it out. Oh I don't know gosh. if it's like the deciding factor for me to buy a vehicle. Like what a drive sideways. Sold. <laughs> but it is interesting. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I I don't know. I I was reading some of the, the I was reading some of the reviews of it. And and I love how they're like an amazing twist of fate. General Motors gas guzzling Hummer brand discontinued in 2010 made a comeback in 22 as an all electric sub brand. Well, that sounds horrible. Right. <laughs> that sounds awful. I'm just I don't know. Steve, would you be motivated if someone was like, hey, come look at this. It's an electric Hummer. It goes sideways. Are you does that really is that mean that much to you? Driving. I mean, other than parallel parking, like what do you it'd be illegal to use right? it anywhere? Right? I mean, I don't think you could just go, I'm going to drive on the highway sideways and just freak everybody out. But think about this. Think, <laughs> it works. Think about this. You're, you're parking on the side of the road. You got, you got behind someone. And then someone parks behind you and leaves you no room to reverse out of it, right? So they're like really <laughs> tight in the front and the back. You could literally just take those sideways wheels and just slide right out. No problem. I love how the, the always sunny in Philadelphia levels. Everybody goes to to justify. Well, just imagine it now. Imagine it. It could happen. Could happen. It's happened. Just you know, and then you just boop boop, and it's the all the trick off four wheel. Then you just boop, pull it out sideways. It's probably happening to somebody listening right now. Wow. I, I don't know. My husband came back and he's like, "Yeah, this one guy that traded this awesome car in, he totally did it to get this sideways driving e- uh, electric Hummer." 
And then the next day, you know that guy who got the sideways driving electric hummer? He got another one because he loved it so much. I'm like, I don't care what he does. I don't care. Ammo is expensive and in short supply. Did you know that you can train without ammunition at your home using the Mantis X? All the best shooters in the world do a significant portion of their training with dry fire practice at home. The Mantis X firearms training system is a no ammo, all electronic way to practice and improve your shooting accuracy. It simply attaches to your own firearm like a like a weapon light and you can use it at home or at the range. The Mantis X gives you data-driven real-time feedback on your technique and guides you through drills and courses. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X. The Mantis X is used by the Marine Corps, Army, and Special Forces. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price. And the Mantis X can improve your shooting dramatically, and it's a must-have for every gun owner. If you believe in your Second Amendment rights, you should also be able to act on your Second Amendment responsibility and be competent and confident in your shooting ability. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's Mantis x.com and now all of the news you would probably miss it's time for dana's quick five brought to you by caltech mm, golly at bottom of the hour already all right so let's just here's a word of warning okay never ever use a hydrogen balloon to harvest nuts from a tree <laughs> apparently i don't know this associate press reports this they said it was in beijing I don't trust anything that comes out of Beijing, but still, I do believe this. China state media says a man was found safe because he spent two days aloft in a hydrogen balloon and it became untethered and flew away as he was using it to harvest pine nuts from a tree. He and a partner were collecting pine nuts on Sunday and they lost control and the balloon sailed away. He was a good health. He had pain in his lower back and otherwise, because he was standing the entire time. And that was pretty much it. That's, yeah, why would you do that? You got to be careful with that stuff. Golly. Uh, also, we'll bring this up. This, uh, this should actually terrify you. So it was reported, and this was Quartz that has this, and, and they used some apparently US CDC. They said that China is passing the United States in life expectancy. What? How? That should be, that's a horror film. Actually, one sentence horror story. Well, I would like to, I don't know why. That's a study that came from the courts, and I. there it, it is what it is. Uh, pro-union states are losing a lot of jobs to right-to-work states. A recent report from Bureau of Labor Statistics data confirmed what a lot of people kind of knew anecdotally, is that jobs are flooding out of pro-union states and into states that have, I guess, more free market policies. They said that right-to-work states added 1.3 million jobs since the start of the pandemic, and non-right-to-work states lost 1.1 million jobs. I wonder if if some of that, um, because right-to-work states that you know workers can't be forced to join unions or pay union dues, but I'm wondering if that is because so many people were just leaving blue states. I mean, maybe even more for that because everything was locked down, and I, I kind of wonder if it was less of a union issue and more of. You know, it's because everything was locked down and Democrat governors suck. That's why. I mean, heck, Gavin Newsom's own parents moved to Florida during the pandemic because they couldn't stand how their son was running stuff or son-in-law was running stuff. So I don't know. I think that might be perhaps a little bit more to, you know, more explanative of it. Uh, Also, this is really interesting and I do want to watch this. Netflix released a trailer for All Quiet on the Western Front. It's an adaptation of the 1929 novel. It's... uh, Set to debut at the Toronto Film Festival in just actually a couple of days. 
and they said and it follows uh, you know everybody kind of I think is familiar with the of uh, the with the novel but it's uh, they said it's going to be pretty realistic in terms of showcasing trench warfare I like any World War II stuff and I really like seeing them get their butts kicked over there so uh, yeah that'll be one that you know I'll watch that and uh, reports out Georgia Democrats are worried that Stacey Abrams can't beat Brian Kemp Washington Examiner reports yeah I don't doubt it coming up my friend Matthew Marsden, you've seen him in Rambo, Black Hawk Down, Res- Resident Evil. He joins us next because there's a difference between colonization and the Commonwealth, and he's going to give some thoughts on that. Stick with us. This um, Carnegie Mellon, I'm pulling this up, she's a, a professor of critical race theory, which is a Marxist Thing. We've talked about it before. It's a, it's a Marxist, uh, an entirely Marxist uh, theory. It came, I mean, literally came from, uh, it, it just replaces class warfare with, uh, with race, ultimately. It replaces the, you know, the economic aspects of it with race. Um, so, she, the tweet, I'm pulling up the tweet right now because it was deleted and I have, I had a screen cap of it. Uh, pulling this up. This was like, I guess, in the days or the hours right after they announced the Queen of England was dead. And this woman, Carnegie Mellon, Pittsburgh, University of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Uju Anya is her name. She tweeted that this, she said she hoped that the Queen's final hours of pain would be excruciating. She called her a thieving, raping, geno- she said it, she was head of a thieving, raping, genocidal empire. And added, quote, I heard, this is to her direct words, I heard the chief monarch of a thieving, raping, genocidal empire is finally dying. May her pain be excruciate, excruciating. If anyone expects me to express anything but disdain for the monarch who supervised a government that sponsored the genocide that massacred and displaced half my family and the consequences of which those alive are still trying to overcome, you can keep wishing upon a star. Oh, she kept going. Uh, she said that wretched woman and her bloodthirsty throne have blanked generations of my ancestors on both sides of the family. She supervised a government that sponsored genocide that uh, the genocide of my parents and siblings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I don't know anything about this lady and I'm trying to figure out what what is she talking about? Because I see I mean, I, I see a lot of people, by the way, a lot of people have uh, I love how they're all they see like one person on the left uh, say some like stupid stuff and then they all repeat it thinking that you know uh, uh, look we kind of look like we know what we're talking about we we have justified our crassness with this with, with this like borrowed intelligence or something like that so i'm only and i'm going to get into this later this is not i'm not going to do it this particular segment because it's a little bit of a deep dive uh but this the only thing that I can think of uh, that because I don't know who the hell this woman is and I don't care. The only thing I could think of is that they were all talking about uh, the uh, Mau Mau rebellion. And if you don't know what that is, and like I said, I'm going to dive into this later deeper with our conversation on how now the CRT people, everything is colonialism. So this was this was something that took place in Kenya. And this was like, at the I mean, really, ultimately, the more at the beginning of her reign. Um, but here's my question. It, it had to do with British soldiers going to Kenya and there was this rebellion of people that um, had risen up and they did not want uh, Europeans essentially moving and farming any of their land, et cetera, et cetera. And I have a major, major question. 
So if you have people like this broad and other leftists that are they're accusing the the Britain and I guess by association the Queen, even though she's she's a head of state, but she has actual literal she had no and Charles won't either. Had they have no, they can't do anything. Only after like all of the all of their parliament is gone do they have any actual kind of authority. Uh, that's they don't have any authority. They're they're a representation. They're like the mascot for. They're really like the mascot for Britain. That's kind of what they are. Uh, anyway, long story short, I don't know why people. If they're talking about violence and murder and all of this, if they're mad at Britain and they're mad at the crown, has it come up? Because I looked to see if anybody actually talked about this. And I only remember reading about this in college briefly. It wasn't anything that we studied for a long period of time, but I do remember I had a course in college um, that touched on this. Didn't this start with people murdering black and white farmers in Kenya? Because... From what I remember, from what I had learned, is that the reason that British soldiers moved in were because the people who are taking part in the resistance, I mean, I understand resistance, but I don't know where I've read about pregnant women being scissored into just ribbons of meat as a form of resistance. And how mostly women and children were the ones massacred. And it was mostly actual other black members of their country that were massacred more than white Europeans by the, by, uh, the Mau Mau resistance, the rebellion. I just, I just, it's weird because I haven't seen that mentioned in uh, context with this uh, whole colonialism argument. So we're going to talk about that a little bit because the media is not either because they're all, they're all idiots. They're all idiots and they just see one jack wagon say something on Twitter and then they all start repeating it. That's all it is. But I just think, it, and, and some people argue, well, Britain's response to that was a little, you know, was a little heavy. Uh, well, don't you think that maybe resisting by murdering women and children you know, you're trying to get back at the crown by literally murdering black women and black children in Kenya. Do you think that that's I mean, you can go look at the history if you want to try to prove me wrong. But, you know, it's not going you're not going to be successful. I'm just wondering why that doesn't come up. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida Man. Hmm. All right. First and foremost, uh, this is. A Florida man who was dressed as Fred Flintstone was pulled over for driving his footmobile. What? <laughs> <For> real? <laughs> We're all going to be that soon. This WTVT. <laughs> it sounds normal, you know, a Florida man getting pulled over by law enforcement until you read from the uh, police report that he was dressed as Fred Flintstone and his vehicle was a footmobile. <laughs> Pasco County deputy pulled over Don Swartz, uh, which is funny because Local 10 says, a.k.a. Fred Flintstone, for allegedly speeding in a neighborhood. Wait a minute. How do you speed if it's an actual footmobile? Uh, They just issued a notice for him to appear. So that's what it was. That is hysterical to me. I'm surprised. It was was a smart car disguised as the footmobile, so I guess he didn't actually punch his feet through it. But still... You know, I'm, I'm, that's, if this was me, there would have been such a major wreck and it would have been on all the news stations. I would have closed down the highway. A Florida man was driving home 
and there's a snake on his windshield. Mm-mm. I'm totally good with not even going further in the story. <laughs> I don't appreciate, like, can we just not have, like, the auto-upload pictures? Because I don't need that. So this guy, this is in Brevard County, Florida. He was on his way home from work, David Harrison. And he took pictures and video. Why are you doing that when driving? And he said uh, there was a snake. There, I mean, it's snake that had, as he put his windshield up, you could see, you know, they have that space in between the hood and the windshield. That's where the snake was. And it apparently was kind of coiled around the the windshield apparatus. And he was driving home and that, that, yeah, he says that was, he goes, this was pretty crazy. He was able to get it off of his truck. But he said this wasn't the first time that's happened. He came out uh, to drive home from work earlier, I said about a week ago, and there was a chicken on the hood of his truck. Just a, okay, all right. Well, he's, maybe you should do like a, you know, animal show. Just gonna, just gonna say. Uh, And let's see, a Florida woman with the same name as the late Tupac Shakur was arrested for beating a man with a bat in Miami-Dade. 34-year-old woman named Tupac Amaru Shakur was arrested and charged with aggravated battery on a person over age 65, according to jail records obtained by WTVJ. They said it happened outside of the Hialeah Hospital, and uh, the victim was on a bench, and she just came up and started beating her with a bat. She's being held on a $10,000 bond. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. President Biden's desperate for a new Iran deal. Ranked choice voting in Alaska makes the fourth place finisher the winner. And energy policy could soon be used to limit our freedom. I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day for conservatives and hopefully a lot of laughs too. Join us. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.